0: And as a quick note, we are not, I repeat not, financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Alrighty, disclaimer over, let's get to it. Today on all about affordable NFTs, we're talking about the NFT loan offer strategy that we accidentally figured out during a previous week's episode talking about the implosion pending on all of these bend down to five pieces but first what sounds like a these- great idea
1: Joe? joy <laughs>
0: <laughs> just hear us out just hear us
1: out <laughs> he gets into nft lending
0: it's like a no no i'm not gonna i'm not gonna start with a theme what <laughs> all right what are you seeing from uniswap here
1: all right yeah we'll get into the news first all right we've got uniswap Sounds like they are in talks with seven different NFT lending protocols to build NFT financialization. So seems like we are just, well, we've seen what what the what problems can come out of Ben Down. We're just gonna amp it up a bit more. I mean, no, I think this is good overall. I think you know Uniswap getting into this makes sense. It's you know kind of what they've done on the the coin side. Looking at uh you know many different options on the n f t side, you know overall i think ben dow um you know they 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 ran into some problems because they had a uh, not uh, more of a more issues with how the loans were to be optioned off where you had to be like over the the floor price and everything i think there you know there's a lot of uh a lot of possibility here we get an n f t financialization i think it will provide uh, people a lot more options with their nfts than you know trying to just list them on OpenSea all the time so uh, you know we'll see what happens here i like this i do it, however it just it's just a reminder how like just gambler
0: gambler yep. gambler oh yes yeah. like this is like let's just like put it into context right like for for trading and margining on accounts, like so few people end up doing it. And like, even like the smartest folks are like, they get real squeamish when you go over 10% of your margin account value. They're like, you understand what you're doing, right? And here it's just like, hey, here's half the value of your thing. It probably won't go down on the floor as measured by this contract. And here's a bunch of V and go run around with it. And your APR is 75%. It's, um, I mean, it's just uh, turning everything into like a, automated loan sharking but it's cool you know it gives functionality am i saying i wouldn't do it i don't know it'd be fine but you just have to be willing to lose everything instantly
1: doesn't know what we're doing in crypto right.
0: oh yeah i forgot that's <laughs> because what's your it, right, the next- right. it's leverage on leverage on leverage right nfts hypothetically leverage right. on their crypto and then you're just leveraging that for more crypto there's what could go
1: wrong yeah right well well Look, we'll get into the next headline here. We've got a report that there were over one hundred million dollars worth of NFTs stolen in the last year. Uh, this is a report from Elliptic. Uh, so these are not uh, liquidated; these are just ones that were were stolen from people's wallets. You know, we've talked a lot about these different uh, these different hacks that have happened, and man, that's a that's a big total. You know, I don't know exactly how they put the numbers together. If it's from OpenSea's claims of of uh, of suspected wallets, then you know I, I'd take that number with a, a big grain of salt. But uh, you know we know it's big. That's that's more than I thought.
0: Well, let's put it in context though, which I liked to do in this article. That if it is 100 million, say, of NFTs, that compresses about 0.65 percent of overall trading. So, you know, yeah. you know, take that data for what it's worth, but over 15 billion worth of NFT transactions. So if you're just like, hyping on that, like, you know I don't see? Articles about how many billions of dollars in credit card fraud there was. Because there was. And fake credit card transactions pushed across platforms like Stripe and PayPal. Because there was. And you know what? The slippage for PayPal used to be an acceptable rate was about 2%. They're like, if we're getting hosed on 2%, that's about enough. So is this much ado about nothing? Is it just much more about like, oh my gosh, look at how unsafe this is? Like, but compared to why also let's just be honest if it's a hundred million in each it's actually probably only 25 million
1: now <laughs> oh nice one
0: but i'm pumped. i'll be here i'll buy yeah. that
1: i mean I'm, i would say you know over half a percent of trends of trends that's a tough. Mind. no no I'm tra- yeah <laughs> it is more than it should be at this point <laughs> you're not wrong that there are there are issues everywhere I, I would guess that they're probably smaller percent of the overall transaction volume so you know we we know that there are issues but you know um, well we'll get to another one right now so new nft exchange popped up called pseudo rare so this is going to be a combination of pseudo swap where you would earn books rare tokens uh they rug pulled six hours after they launched Took $800,000 out and I'm not sure. I don't think they put it in, put it into, um, uh, the, uh, the sanctioned, uh, tornado cash at this point, I think they went to a competitor instead, but yeah, 159 ETH was drained from the platform. So believe it or not, the one that was promising to just combine other things and give you tokens for using it was a scam.
0: Yeah. You know, there's a bunch of like. This is bad, but like honestly, part of my brain goes to the people that get on those like early arbitrage are usually like, people that are like bot farming the heck out of all of these like oh early token drops and like racing in with this money. Like, I would want to take a look at the transaction wallets. I don't know if it's the the average in, uh average collector that got that got whacked. I, did
1: year. That. I didn't read a lot of tweets from people that were. <laughs> personally hurt in this one so yeah i think you may be right these are people just buying up whatever i like huh. that's a great scour
0: idea. scour twitter for the like what's the drop and like schedule a date and time and just be like it's gonna launch a thing and as long as you just don't let them liquidate you just rip in i'm like okay bye bye i i don't know you know i'm talking i'm talking without doing the research but six hours is a, an interesting strategic decision to rub. the hole <laughs> yeah i mean figure you probably could have still gotten some more at that point. Right, at 24 hour they didn't want to get greedy. You know what? They didn't want to get greedy, and that's what I respect about my feet.
1: There <laughs> you go. There you go. All right, we've got <laughs> a couple <laughs> art headlines, art NFT headlines here. Uh, there are a couple big sales. The U8, Uocious had a huge sale of his uh, piece. The sailor went for a total of 350 ETH. Um. So this was purchased about a year ago, I believe. For uh, let's see, what was it? A year ago, I think it was about forty something ETH. So this is his highest sale. Uh, Yeah, it was forty six ETH, and that was in February of twenty twenty one, about a year and a half ago. So that's a pretty big increase. Um, We talked about a few issues before. Uh, There are a couple other big sales. Uh, I know X Copy had a 500 ETH sale, and I am forgetting the name. I don't have it in front of me. So, despite the uh, sort of like the right click vid guy, you say next time? No, it was a different piece. I will uh, get it now, but oh, well, but despite the, the quietness in a lot of the, the uh, PFP projects, seeing some big art sales here.
0: Yeah, and reminder, like, could almost make, like, our affordable project of, like, things we've said before, but, like, artists, but Felocious, the Flow World Paint is a previous project we have talked about. That floor is currently at .29, down, you know, down recently, but, like, let's just be honest. Like, if you're betting on an artist who's young and probably going to continue to do things, not a bad idea. Full disclosure, we're pumping our own bags here,
1: both on these paints. (laughs) <laughs> this is true, this is true, yeah. But you know that. And I, this is super... <laughs> it's
0: really bugging you. <laughs> it's just going to try to... I find gotta you. look this, I gotta find... I it. know, it's in your head. I understand. Can I go, can I, uh... Can I talk about the next one and you jump in? All right. Sotheby's hires NFT specialists to join digital art team. I'm not sure why this is news, because Sotheby's sure as heck should have done this when they were hawking hawking digital wares a lot earlier, but seriously taking it, um, probably to another level, I'd say. And uh it's a collector by the name of, I'm going to mess this up, Art The Mort online, and uh they'll be joining. So they'll be seen as an NFT specialist. I think- yeah, I don't
1: want- understand how they could, how do they hold auctions without this? It seemed odd timing to me. I'm glad they're doing it, taking it seriously, but it seems like, you know, maybe before you hold auctions. <laughs> yeah, Pac selling $17 million,
0: it uh, dawns on you. Maybe we should somebody knows something about this. Nah, it's fine. All right,
1: whatever. Uh, but did you find it? I did find it. The The pieces don't panic. Or, uh, oh. So this was by a new, fairly new collector from what I see. AOI Collection. 500 ETH. That's a serious uh, that's a serious uh, purchase. I actually they do have... They got forty seven other pieces on, or forty six other pieces on, super rare anyway. Um, notice that they're made. They made a handful of bids, so you know, yeah. Like what I was saying is, you know, there's some big sales going on despite some of these uh, the PFP projects not not uh, not seeing much volume. So interesting to see where that goes. There are, of course, other projects.
0: Fear greens, I would put that on like signs that they're like a positive sign, like number of sales over one hundred each, like people, rich people are seeing this as a store of value, long-term hold and worthy of buying and paying that much, you know, that's going to drag the market over time because that, you know, it's not going away. If, if large whales, large invest, large institutions are willing to pay that for one of other projects that that person has, like it's not
1: dead. Agreed, agreed. But, all right. And lastly, one other headline that cut my eye was that y combinator alumni so this is quite a few dozens of them raised 80 million uh for a DAO to back crypto startups so this is one of the uh, more well-funded DAOs out there and they are just looking to invest in other crypto startups so that's yeah, we're still seeing money come into the space and i think this is a little bit trying to get a little more into um crypto native projects than than maybe some of these other vcs have giving Large amounts uh, to big teams. This is looking, I think, a little bit more at smaller startups uh, in the model of Y Combinator.
0: Some amazing things have come out of Y Combinator. I think like Airbnb has come out of there. There's there's some some talent in there, but the other part of me is saying like, does a you know an accelerator that cut their teeth on Web two really have what it takes to incubate Web three thinking? And the new types of development that just have to be done, right? Like, let's just, let's just be clear. they like, the Y Combinator play is get big, sell ads, or build marketplace, two-sided, win all. Like, I could, I could easily dump every single thing out of there into like, sell this thing this way. And it's just, I think a different mindset for Web3 native things, but maybe I am wrong. I frequently am
1: yeah maybe it gives them this will at least give them a perspective from inside crypto more than outside because from what i've noticed there are they have missed on on a number of uh successful crypto startups that did apply to be part of y combinator
0: all right so the affordable project kind of leans into our nft loan strategy but do you want to just We'll, we'll drop the affordable project, I think, as we talk about it. But I want to talk about the NFT loan offer strategy. We talked about the NFT loan, which is I have my NFT. I have an asset and I go on to like bend out or Niftify and I list it. And then I am t- willing to like entertain people willing to put up collateral at a certain interest rate for 30 days. And it's a swap, right? I take that money. That is valued at whatever somebody put a bid in for, and then you get my asset. But Andrew, can you explain to me what happens if I don't pay it back or if the asset drops below the floor price established for that loan?
1: Well, if you don't, if you as the (laughs) borrower don't pay your loan back, you forfeit the NFT and the lender takes over the NFT. Uh, Nothing automatically happens, at least. As far as I know, I don't think it automatically happens if the, uh, the floor place floor price drops, especially since you may not value your piece as a floor one, so you may still be willing to, to pay off the loan. It's really up to the borrower if they're going to pay it off or not. If you choose if, because the price has dropped, you choose not to pay it off because, you know, you could actually just go buy the floor cheaper than than what it would cost to pay off your piece, your, your NFT, you know, that might be, might be the option you take. And that's certainly what we've seen with a lot of the, the, uh, bored apes that have been in, uh, some sort of these, these, uh, bend down liquidity crisis crisis <laughs> lately. Um, but that, that isn't always typical. I, I would say it's, you know, especially if you're picking, um, picking ones with a steadier floor, or maybe over a shorter time. Um, you know, we're seeing that this actually, at least on NiftyFi, we're looking at a pretty low uh, or much lower rate of default than I would have guessed. You know, we're looking, let's see, around 11% on some of these. Um, you know, that's uh, frankly, quite low um, compared to what I would expect for NFT loans. But how about you? What do you think? So I'm, I guess I'm a little
0: confused because I thought I had seen that for some contracts on BendDAO, especially for high price items such as a you know CryptoPunk for an 8, that the borrower has, if the price of the NFT drops X percent below the floor price or the established price, there's a sudden new contract trigger which says you have two days to pay. Not the X number of days in the
1: agreement to repay, and
0: we can we can double check that somewhere. Yeah, like
1: I think you are right with Bendell that they can trigger. Well, they can be sorry, it can be eligible for an auction once it gets into the 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 danger zone, and I think that's being collateralized at uh, you know less than the well, the floor does drop below the uh, the collateralization point, so you are looking at some some differences there, and that's a uh, between. Bendow between NiftyFi. I'm sure there are others out there. Those are the ones that I know the most about. Um, Bendow initially had set up so that uh, the auctions would have to start. I believe it actually had to start over the floor price, which disincentivizes many potential buyers from wanting to buy. If you could still buy the floor for over what the... uh, Maybe may have been 95% of the price, but, you know, either way, it was, it was close enough where it's not enough for many who want to trigger that option. You know, generally you're looking at people that want to buy at a discount, um, provide liquidity there. So, you know, I think they have, or I know they have uh, proposed different changes to the protocol. There's now, it went from, uh, from, from borrowers being able to, to, I'm sorry, yeah, from borrowers being able to, uh borrow or to lend at 3% up to 20% now. So they've definitely made some big changes to that protocol. Um, And you're right. And that one can trigger an auction automatically. Definitely need to watch that if you are lending on that type of protocol.
0: Yeah, right. Check your contract. So let's talk about the strategy and you can poke holes in it. So I'm on Niftify and I'm on the uh, the lend section. I'm saying, all right, I've got collateral. Let me go find a project. So in my mind, I could toggle something like Art Blocks Curated or, you know, a project I already hold, like Max Feen and Friends, which as we just talked about, Xcopy doing very well, making large sales. And this is like the, the most recent drop that he had. I think it's like, what was it, 7,000 of these things out there? So I know a little bit about this project. What I could in my mind go on and do, the floor price is at 0.65. I could go in here and say, I'm gonna offer a loan up for say. 0.3 e at 50%, whatever APR I want, put out this offer effectively, like it's like a bid, put out this offer, say like, hey, take this money for 30 days. I'll hold your max pain. If something goes weird, I get another X copy that a project I like, I think I'm fine with if they don't pay it back. Um, and alternatively, I just made a, like a very short term APR. I made a couple points on my e, and I'm all right with the outcome, by the way. Is this a strategy?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think this is a valid strategy. We talked about it briefly a couple episodes ago at the very end of our our episode on NFT lending and then the, the issues at Bendow. Um, But, you know, I think this is a valid strategy. I've seen it work out. Um, you know, people buy, be able to acquire pieces quite cheaply. Um, there's actually an example that uh, I linked in our show notes here. Uh, Squiggle DAO uh, walked through how they did this just recently, um, and they've been lending on NFT-fi. Um So they acquired a, a pipe, um, one of the the rarer types of. Um, there's a squiggles here.
0: Oh my so, god! They got this thing.
1: So they got this. Let's see. The floor. <laughs> so listed floor is at 40 ETH for this type. They ended up getting it for 25 ETH. Because they, they
0: lent out over 50% of the value and the person
1: liked. Right. So this, they had a 40% APR and a 90 day loan. Um, you know, the person ended up not paying that back, paying back the 25 ease, you know, which would have been worth it. It certainly looks like based on the listing, you know, if you are patient enough, but you know, um, either person didn't have the liquidity or chose not to pay it back. In this case, the, the, the Dow ended up just acquiring that. So they've been using that as a strategy uh, to, to make money for the squiggle Dow in the case that someone just pays off the loan and, or otherwise just build up their, uh, their vault of squiggles. So it's, yeah, it's a good thread here of just how they did it. So if you want to see kind of an example, um, in, you know, we've looked at different types of projects, you know, looking, looking at much uh, lower value ones, but. It, I think this is a valid strategy. Um, you know, I'm kind of glad we've uh, happened upon this when discussing the lending issues.
0: Yeah. I mean, actually, I think the, the ratio, I don't know if it was valued at 40 because they said the loan to value ratio is 80% LTV. So a little tighter, but they got a 20% off of what I think you're right, a very valuable piece that they know a lot about. So what are the assets? What are the properties in play? You know a lot about the project. You have deep base in the project. And let's say you're like managing a fund. I don't understand why you wouldn't do this. You go about kind of of making an APR.
1: Value types of NFTs, you know, especially in a 90 day loan. I would say the typical loan is much shorter than that. And, you know, I I would would, say
0: 30 day. I would go, I would stick with the 30 day.
1: Yeah. You know, the volatility of NFTs can, can make that tough, but. I think you want to look at projects that definitely aren't pumping recently, ones that you know well, and, you know, especially if you see one that may, might be, might not be floor necessarily, but, you know, maybe you could, could make a loan at the right, the right price and, and end up with, or, you know, get a, get a 40% APR on it. That's not so bad.
0: Trying to find some artifact. Can't find the, the problem. So the one thing I'll say here is, it's like, it's slimmer pickings for, uh or what you're trying to potentially find. Uh, so you really, um, you kind of be kind of got to be looking around for what, um what's out there and, and get a sense of it. But I think there's, I think there's a play here.
1: Just wait till all these lending protocols are on Uniswap and you can access them all in one place. Yeah. Well, like seriously, like why isn't this market,
0: it's just contracts, right? Like you're just, you're aggregating contracts of Dgens doing Dgen stuff, but in a different. Here's what I like: yield that I understand, and I understand this. Here's the borrower, here's the lender, and I know what happens according to this contract if that person flakes. I don't know if I'm going to buy a thing anyway. I may just make a series of loans, and I'm willing to wait for it. I can just be making interest on that money in a safe-ish way. All right? Nothing's safe because we're Talking about it, um,
1: I think this is a good idea. All right, so we will be <laughs> diving into this further. Back wait for the wait for like
0: literally three weeks, and you're gonna just get a season title episode. Oh God, it all went wrong. What can go wrong with title? I forgot. What can go wrong with bidding on NFTs
1: in a, in <laughs> well, a lending letter. article? <laughs> just NFT lending gone wrong. <laughs> Andrew, there's a
0: quote, sometimes your role in life is to serve as a warning for others and perhaps the purpose of this podcast is that. So,
1: everybody just, you just wait.
0: We'll get in there.
1: That's right. Yep. We'll figure it out, find out what's wrong. Maybe I start doing this with these squiggles. You
0: think somebody would accept a loan-to-value ratio of 50%? I was surprised by how few squiggles
1: were actually listed on there. There's I found one. That's in
0: Yeah, no, there's not. I found one, though. So, I think, I'm going to get in there and be like, hey, I'm going to do some stuff. I, um, because I like a squiggle-backed, I love a squiggle-backed loan because I want it anyway, and I wouldn't mind that yield. And I understand that. See, that's the problem with this podcast. It gives me bad ideas.
1: Oh, no. What's what's next?
0: <laughs> uh, all right. So I think we've covered it. We've covered this uh, this topic. I think we've given people some, some alpha thoughts here on how to get maybe a little yield or a little discount on something they've been chasing anyway. So you're welcome. And if you really want to thank us, leave a review. Steal your friend's phone, leave a review on there. Yeah, we know you're using multiple identities. Get your burner, Get your burner. eat your Solana phone on the side. All righty, I'll see you out there. This has been an episode of the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs. The episode notes and resources may be found at. 3ANFT.com in our show notes. Again, 3ANFT.com. And that reminder, don't bet what you can't afford to lose. Remember, we are not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Thanks for joining us. I hope you learned something.